Trigger warning. Due to his constrained English vocabulary, Martin often leans on crude language and swearing to make his point. I blame it on his northern heritage and lack of creativity. Matt is also a bit rough. You are hereby cautioned. Yes, finally, welcome back to the Friday Physio Confession podcast. Yeah, I think I said it right this time. <laughs> and finally, again, we have managed to get a hold of someone from overseas. Someone I tried to get a hold of before, but then I had to cancel because I got sick as a dog and thought, thought I was going to die. And yeah probably did die and it's the first time my wife ever said to me that i could go back to bed so <laughs> that's how sick i was but now i am okay i am fine well not completely fine my mental health is as bad as ever but that's okay because with me today i have nick fucking hoops did i yeah hoops i did say that right didn't i nick you so yeah i mean i mean that's cool like Actually, my, my family doesn't even know how you pronounce it. So hoops, hoops, yeah. whatever. But I most most go by hoops. Uh, yeah. So it works. <laughs> so yeah. well done. Hoops works. Yeah. And and the reason why I'm so excited to meet Nick today is that he seemed to be my long lost brother from across the ocean. My uh, craft brew. Yeah. Twin enthusiast. And we've already shared a couple of beers now. And uh, we'll try not to talk overly much for beer, but uh, that's we'll have to talk a little bit beer and brewing. But then again, now, Nick, how does it feel to be a physio in a country that doesn't respect you as a citizen? Uh, <laughs> huh? Oh, man, you know... Uh... It's it, it it's tough, man. You know, there's so many things that are, I don't know, wrong with you know the way that we do healthcare in general, in terms of you know what's best for the patient, what's best for the provider, and and a little bit of everywhere in between. And um, you know, I used to like just hyper fixate on that, and I still kind of do to a degree. But um, you know, I've kind of adopted the approach that like. You know, I look at the local level, the community level, and, you know, where I can actually make an impact and difference and, and, and do things the, you know, that, that actually increase the impact. And um, once I was able to sort of focus on that sort of, you know, you know, goal in terms of what I want to accomplish as a physio, life got a whole, whole lot easier. Stress went way down. And, um, you know, it's just uh, out here uh, every day I'm on the right side of the dirt. We, uh, you know, you know, take it next day at a time. So it's been it's been good. Um yeah. Even though there's so many, so many issues with within the, <laughs> the, the field yeah. in, in, in general. So um, as as much as I get frustrated, I, I still love what I do. So that's 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 a positive, I guess. Yeah, it's good. I told you I was going to poke fun out of, out of you do a little it. bit on the intro. Yeah. And uh, that was the only thing I could think <laughs> about. <laughs> so good. Because uh, one of the reasons now, 
like many others that have been on this podcast, uh, I've met through Twitter. And, uh, you know, I'm a big tweet, tweetorian. And that's the place where I, I hang. And uh, I watched your posts. And it's always posts about enjoying your your day trying to make make uh, rehab fun and in, involving patients in decision making and stuff like that and uh and i like it i like it a lot and when you discovered that well when i discovered that you like beer too it was a done deal but uh take us uh take us through your journey then nick tell us tell us about yourself who is nick hoops <laughs> it's it, it's a great question uh no, nah, so like in terms of like in terms of like physical therapy or physio, you know, um, I get asked a lot like, like, "What made you want to go into this field?" And I don't, I don't have a good answer. Um, as weird as that sounds, uh, I never was hurt, never like went to physical therapy. I've never had a formal physical therapy more in my life. Um, I, you know, was involved in sports. I wrestled, played soccer growing up. Um, I kind of like I was I was a good student. I got like good grades, stuff like that. And uh, no. I was valedictorian in my high school. And like it was like, oh, you're supposed to go be a doctor, right? Like, oh, you're smart, you should go do that. And I was like kind of like, oh yeah, okay. Uh I got to school like my first year of, of undergrad. Uh so in you know, for anybody not familiar with the US, it's four years undergrad, three years DPT, doctor of physical therapy school. Um you know, which is a whole nother thing that we could discuss. Um, but anyways, I thought I was going to be like, oh, I'll be a sports doctor and uh, got to school, decided that, oh, my God, chemistry sucked. I got like 50 percent on like my midterms and like I'm like failing the fuck out of school. Uh, and I realized, well, oh, look, this is athletic training, which is kind of like, you know, the people who run on the field, like when there's injuries in, in, in the United States. And uh, I'm like, oh, that seems cool. And then I went to that and then I kind of got like introduced to physical therapy. And so. I like went to physical therapy school and um, worked as an athletic trainer for, for four or five years uh, while I was in PT school and in my first couple of years as a practicing uh, clinician. And then, um, you know, I always thought that because of that, I'm like, I'm going to be like the sports guy. Like I'm going to do like all these injuries. I'm going to yeah. work with, you know, pressure. And um, I ended up at essentially the, the location of our office was an Olympic training facility. It's a regional one. It was, it's a big sports complex. Uh, but it's in the middle of nowhere. Um, I live in the middle of nowhere, um, very poor County. And, uh, you know, the nearest like specialist in terms of like pediatrics or neurologic or whatever is over an hour yeah. away. And, uh, I just started, you know, really sort of embracing like, well, I guess I can try to treat this. And, you know, over the past 10 years or so, I've basically kind of like adapted into like what I call a rural generalist, uh, treat a little bit of everything. Um, I share my caseloads pretty frequently and it's, it's it's wild to me i'm uh in, incredibly incredibly average literally every single person on my caseload could probably be treated significantly better by somebody <laughs> who was not me yeah. Uh, yeah but but i but i do my best um and I, I i try really hard to you know stay on top of the research and go home and read about you know oh what do you have here what's the you know whatever but um you know it really when it sounds like you're the version of me the us version of me Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'll, I'll do my best. I'm the only one here that's going to take this on. And I, I, you know, you make $11 an hour. You can't drive to Cleveland three times a week for physical therapy or something like yeah, that. You know, it's like, exactly. I, I, I promise I'm doing my best here. Um, and honestly, most, most, most people are, are, are pretty okay with that. And, uh, you know, I do work really hard to, to be competent, you know, 
competent enough. My goal is not to be yeah. great. My goal is to be competent. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, yeah. I, I want to be just, just wildly average. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Uh, <laughs> be wildly average because as you say, uh, you're a generalist and, and when you're speaking about your, your clinical day, it's, it's the same as mine. I, we got, you know, I got kids and I got, uh, neurologists, neuro stuff and I have, yeah everything in between and just it reminds me of that fucking meme that you know when he starts reading uh reading something and you look up and listen yeah i know some of these words that's my yep. clinical day yep. Um, yep. yeah i know this yeah. looks familiar yeah. it's like hold on let me respond to this text message and i'm secretly googling like the diagnosis <laughs> yeah, <I've had>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, i've given up secretly googling I'm, I'm googling everything Wait, you have what Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you can you spell it? Is yeah. it is it with an H? Or <laughs> no, not an H. Well, then I fuck can't help you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. So what do you want to do? You want to get strong? Okay, I can do that. I can get strong. Yeah. We can do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's it's sad, but it's it's also true. I mean, you know, a lot of the times when 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 people come to us too, like you know we don't need to hyper fixate on a lot of these diagnoses, you know, like what is your goal, you know? And then, and that, that guides it, you know, I, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously a lot of times it's like, I want to get out of pain and that's just like, I, I we'll try our best. I don't know. Pain is such yeah. a multifaceted complex experience, but you know, Oh, you want to be able to walk a little further? Yeah, I can do that. You know, yeah. I, I understand the principles there. So yeah. 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 Give me something to work with. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, quite, quite a, big uh, portion of my clinic is just trying to figure out is this something I can't handle or right. need to refer on right and if it's not not something I'm suspicious of then I, I'm just like let's let's fuck around with this let's mm -hmm. try to reach your goal we yeah. don't need to know what exactly it is or anything just hop on the train yeah fuck. this sounds very familiar Nick. yes it, it yeah. really does like I I, I agree, man. We're like, I I feel like, I don't know. I feel like you're, you're, you're my counterpart over there. Like, it's so yeah. weird. Like every time I hear you say something or talk or like, you know, you post, I'm like, I, I resonate with that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that, yeah, I see that. Yeah. That's yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the only thing that uh, probably sets us apart is the system that we work in. Probably. I think. Yeah, probably. And uh, you want to try to, uh, one-on-one -on -one dumb it down for me the the so, uh, insurance system yeah yeah so like you know we don't have we have certain government insurers and stuff like that but we don't have like a nationalized healthcare system so we have medicare and medicaid which basically are for people who are older or people who have disability or disabled and then um we have government subsidied ones through the states each state has different insurances for like you know disability like the medicaid plans is what we call them and then we have the commercial ones which is where you buy insurance and uh, it's usually employer sponsored and it's a clusterfuck and yeah. most people don't understand it but we're working on that um and then you know you've got like va which takes care of all our veterans and you have workers comp for people who get injured on the jobs and there's 900 different types of payers you can possibly go through but for the most part clinics either choose to accept or not accept certain um 
uh, insurance providers or payers. And, uh, you know, I fortunately work in a clinic where we are, you know, what's called in network, meaning like we take those insurances and they pay us or people have to pay at that set rate uh, with pretty much every insurance company and, and all the Medicare's and Medicaid's and all of that stuff. So, um, you know, I could, I could spend three hours trying to explain the okay. health insurance yeah. system here, but it's, it's just, it takes, okay, let's, let's do a, yeah, let's do a practical example. Like, uh, if I'm a patient, which I am, but, uh, not your patient, but if I was to become your patient, I'm I'm, I'm looking you up to the Google, the Google. I do the Google and find out that Nick Hoops is uh, is around, and I book an appointment with you. And I have something weird at the diagnosis; doesn't matter here. But uh, and I go to pay for that session. And uh, what what does that look like? So it just depends on like whether you have insurance or not. Okay, so. If you're on Medicare, say mm-hmm. you're 67 years old and you have Medicare, you're responsible for 20% of the bill. Okay. okay. Medicare sets a fee schedule every year. An hour one-on-one session for a treatment usually in, in our area is about $85, $95. You can look it up online. It's under the Medicare fee physician fee schedule. Uh, so you'd be tra- responsible for 20% of that. Now, some people carry a secondary insurance that picks up the other 20%, so you don't get any bill from us. But okay. you work... Yeah. So let's say you are on a commercial plan. So we'll say like Anthem. That's a big national insurance provider in, in the U.S. Uh, they're making billions of dollars of profit every year on the backs of their patients. But, you know, again, that's neither here nor there. Your yep. employer pays for like 60 or 70 percent of your premium. You pay the other 30 out of every paycheck. Then you go to PT. Then you find out, do you have a deductible? A deductible is basically, you know, how much you have to pay before your insurance kicks in. So I'll use mine as an example. I have a $1,000 deductible, which is actually pretty low. So I have to pay $1,000 in medical costs across the board for any types of medical services that are covered by my insurance before the insurance starts kicking in. Then the insurance kicks in and it covers a certain percentage of the fees. 80%, 90%, 95% depends on the plan again. So I've met my deductible. I paid my $1,000. Now I'm responsible for 5%, 10%, 20% of whatever's left until I hit my out-of-pocket max, which is the most amount of money I'll pay out-of-pocket. So if you haven't completely lost yet, it all depends. Yeah. <laughs> most re- so generally what I tell people when they met insurance, you know, usually they're paying about 10% to 20% of the bill if they've met their out-of-pocket or they met their deductible, yeah. excuse me. Anthem, stuff like that, you know, where yeah. I'm at in private practice, 80 to a hundred dollars a session you're responsible for 15 to 20 bucks a session um, yeah okay yeah so that yeah. said right. i'm private practice i'm a small company we have big hospital systems over here like the cleveland clinic which is huge or kaiser permanente whatever they negotiate with these private insurance companies for higher rates so we bill by units every 15 minutes you have to charge a unit basically for, for very simple terms I get about $27 a unit from Anthem. The Cleveland Clinic, if I went right across the street and worked for the Cleveland Clinic, they would get $72 a unit. So where does that come into play? $72. You are now responsible for 5% of $72 times four versus 5% of $27 times four. What the? 
Oh, Jesus. Okay. So I'm, that's uh, yeah. That's why we hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake, man. I could tell you our system right now. As as I'm in I'm like in fully private practice, but I got a, a kind of um I'm in a, a private practice that comes with a with a national deal. Like so I'm part of the national healthcare system. So I'm right. I work fully private and I run my own clinic, but I'm a part of the system. So if you came to me uh, as a patient and and uh, first there's a cost uh, so so much you pay your yeah let's call it your deductible and when you reach over all to the GPS to me to the hospitals and it reach about I think it's two hundred and fifty dollars in in today's currency you reach what you call a maximum level then you paid your due for the year so it's free right the state that, picks that's up similar the rest to our out-of-pocket max yeah that's the same yeah. thing like once you hit your like all plans have an out-of-pocket now i've got a family of four of mine our out-of-pocket is like twelve thousand five hundred for in-network okay we're never going to spend that money but we have relatively low deductible before our insurance kicks in so you pay for yeah. this you know whatever but um Medicare is kind of kind of similar to that, which is like sort of if you want to call it as such, our, our nationalized system, um, you know, it's it's not it's not the same in what what y'all have, but uh, it's 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 similar. Yeah, Forty. that's it's a complex system, isn't it? It is. It is. It takes. It's a, so, I, yeah, I can't I can't wrap my head around it, but but that's what you know. I mean, in all honesty, most. Yeah practicing clinicians over here have no idea the intricacies and the ins and outs. I yeah. can't tell you how many people are committing illegal and unethical billing practices, fraud, stuff like that, because they just, it's, it's not them. They just don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've seen you, you, you said, uh, when we post each other, my post resonates with you and your post usually resonates with me, but, but when you also post a lot about insurance and stuff like that and, and, and I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about because our <laughs> systems are so completely different. But you did uh, write a book on this, didn't you? Yeah, you're yeah, a, you're I mean, a published author. I mean, I mean, in in the very technical essence of the word, yes. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and that was uh, that was the you know that whole spiel I just went through was why we we did it. Um, Penny, the co-author yeah. I worked with, she's an incredibly intelligent lady. Um, has been doing this longer than I have. Um, you know, we, we go back and forth all the time on, on, on Twitter, just like, you know, you and I, and, you know, we talk and uh, it, it literally started as a series of tweets um, because people don't understand the insurance system. Uh, yeah. Clinicians don't. Uh, and literally our, our first Google document was like a copy and paste from Twitter and we built it out and it turned into something. And like, I don't think any of us ever really, either of us really thought it was going to become something. And then all of a sudden it was like, wait, we actually have like pretty good information here. Like, yeah, we're, this is almost done. And and it's like, all of a sudden we had 140 plus pages of like information. It's like, oh, this actually might have a place. And um, we hired an editor and uh, she was great and helped us a little bit. And, uh, you know, we put things together and then just published on Amazon. And uh, this weekend we actually just caught, crossed our 100th book sold, which is more yeah. than we ever expected. We had no idea. Um, nice. And, you know, 
the one thing about the entire process was, is, you know, I'm, I'm pretty passionate about trying to, you know, address these issues that, that occur. And, you know, it, it really leads to, you know, clinician burnout and extraneous strain on the patients and, and all of that. And, you know, people don't really understand the power their license holds. Like you're a practitioner, you, you have control of what you bill and it's your license that's tied to the billing. So understanding these rules will, will help you find a better position for yourself once you yeah. realize the power that you hold. And, um, so it's like, uh, so the whole book, the whole thing is, uh, is for clinicians and, and, and stuff to, to understand the system. It, it, it is. And, you know, I mean, it, it does have some, some benefit to the lay people, you know, like, you know, your, your, your other providers who might not understand it as well, or like even patients, you know, we did an entire first section on just explaining deductibles, co-pays, all of that stuff that yeah. goes with commercial insurance, um, Medicare, Medicaid, what it requires to do things like that. Things that, you know, we've constantly seen from students that we take or social media postings where like, it's like, yeah no, that's, that's wrong. Like, don't do that. And, um, you know, been able to, you know, sort of, sort of adapt that. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, I don't know how much it's going to help people. I, it was really well, cool. There's a hundred people who bought a book. So right. probably let's say, uh, conservatively it does, it helped half of them. Right. So that's 50 clinicians right there, Nick. Yeah. My, my, my wife, my wife put it a really good way. She's a PT too, actually. Um, yeah, and, mine too. Uh, Mine too. Why the it's, fuck did we do that to ourselves? I don't know. I don't know. Jesus they're and they're both Christ. off, like taking care of the kids right now. Or yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I. Uh, she said to me, and and this was a good point, and and Penny brought it up too because I told her she's like, if you help one patient get better care, it was worth your endeavor. And I'm like, you know what? That's that's fair. Um, you know, it's not something we did to try to make money. It's not something we're trying to sell. For but you want to sell it? Come on, Nick. You want to well, sell it? we're not trying to sell it for personal gain. Let me put it that way. You know, it's not trying to something, something to make us rich. You know, if I wanted to do that, I'd tell you to breathe through a balloon and do your squats and stuff. But yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but you would like, you would love to get rich though. Wouldn't you? Uh, well, who wouldn't? Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, nah, it, honestly, the big thing for me was, uh, I think that like people are very performative in, in what they say and they say all the right things taking action seems to be where we lack things we can say what we want and we can say you know this needs to change but what are you doing to actually change it as much as i complain about insurance and stuff like that and post things like that bitching on twitter is not going to do anything you know <laughs> that, that, that's 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 not like <laughs> pretending like it is too so yeah. i wanted to put something out there and say, you know I, I i actually did try to change this or i'm at least trying to bring awareness in, a, in, a, in another platform yeah. that's you know accessible penny emailed every single pro program director for the pt and pta programs in the united states that's like 600 programs i mean Jeez, yeah. much kudos to her but you know we wanted to make sure that when we did this this wasn't just you know a performative action like here we're trying to do something to to make a difference within our system you know something's got to change yeah. and i sleep better at please. night knowing that i tried to, yeah. to do something like that. yeah and it's it, that information is out there but please for the love of god just tell me that she wrote the emails and the first thing was up listen fuckers <laughs> this needs to be 
this needs to be in your curriculum. It it, it does. I believe it was a little more uh, a little more you know uh, professional, but yeah, I mean ah, that's what, that, that's kind of what's, un- what's unprofessional, but let's say oh, listen, yeah. fuckers. Yeah. Maybe maybe if we don't get as many responses, we'll send that as a second one. Like, all right, <laughs> y'all aren't listening to us. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking important shit okay yeah (laughs) fucking listen it's boring as hell nobody wants to read about this stuff i promise this is like the most boring book worst case scenario you're gonna get more sleep because it's gonna put you to sleep and you know that's good for your health too so uh, you know i guess it's like the uh, world on fire it's the uh uh, physio version of the silmarillion yes (laughs) yeah You can't really understand what the fuck is going on, but you kind of want to read it because you yeah. need to understand more. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, perfect. That's exactly Oh, right. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's good. All right. Let's, uh, I need another beer. I've just drank my beer dry. It's a rough Pretty close as well. So, yeah, good. And this is traditional. I've just told uh, Nick about uh, the. Uh, traditional yeast in Norway called Kvek that can uh, get you a finished and a good beer within three days. That's very good. And now I am doing something from Salikat. I can't. I oh, okay. Know. You listeners do, you can't see this, but I'm showing uh, Nick the box. And it's called Comfort Zone, a New England double IPA. There you go. I'm yeah. doing a double Imperial IPA here. Oh yeah, Columbus. It's a uh, it's a pineapple creeper. So it's well, there we go. Yeah, nice, a, nice, 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 nice. Fantastic. And oh so, god, it was. See, I, this is this is embarrassing. It's a good thing this is a podcast because this is an absolute shit pour. Um, yeah, look at all that head. Ew, gross. Yeah, but head is good. Give it. Yeah, head, I mean it everybody. is. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is uh like, uh, Comfort Zone is a high-intensity New England double IPA. The malt base is soft and light-colored, built to showcase a new and exciting HBC 1019 hop, together with Citra and Mosaic. Expect tropical fruits in abundance in both aroma and flavor. And this is from a Norwegian brewing called Salikat in Stavanger. And Salikat is apparently a swear word. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. This is from Columbus Brewing, which is just the capital of Ohio. So that's not oh. nearly as exciting as what you just said. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm special. You know, I, I'm, I grew up and uh, I was born and grew up north of the Arctic Circle. So I'm, I'm quite special. You know, I'm yes, a, yes, absolutely. I'm an Arctic people. I mean, you're, you know? you're like, you're like, I don't know, Thor meets Santa Claus or something. I guess that would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, Thor meets Santa Claus. You know, uh, actually, uh. uh Speaking of four, that was the first time we saw the uh, four movie, the first Thor movie when it was you know shirtless and it's then I'm then I'm jeans, and that's the first time I ever really heard my wife now wife she was my girlfriend at the time just make sounds that involuntary just you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like fuck sake yeah I'm not. I'm not ever going to be able to compete with that, but that's uh, that's okay. So I drink beer and uh, swear on a podcast, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing. That's a that's, that's a great thing. I think you should uh, drink more beer and swear more more, more podcasts. Yeah, perfect. I, I talked to uh, uh, 
actually uh, after we we agreed to to uh, to do uh, this meeting the first time I, I had a chat with Andy Wicks yeah yeah Andy yeah, yeah. that was great <laughs> and he was like yeah you have to talk to you gotta talk to Nick you gotta talk to Nick he's a good guy he knows everything I was like yeah yeah Solid. <laughs> he's done he's and done I, I, yeah. I really enjoyed talking with Andy uh, he was he was a really really good dude um, yeah I, it, 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 it's cool right like you know I've really enjoyed just getting to meet so many people like across across the globe like I mean I am stuck in the middle of a quite frankly in the middle of a fucking cornfield up here in the middle you know in, in, in yeah. northeast Ohio and uh, it's I mean just what has been opened up to me I mean I have the ability to reach out to so many people who can help me with all of these cases and stuff that we talked about earlier. And yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's been really, really phenomenal. Like as a tool, like in a networking, uh, you know, yeah, it has been, yeah. The same for me, the same for me. It's just yeah, yeah. the outreach in the community. I can, uh, can discuss with anger. I've developed really good friendships, you know, online. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's insane. And, yeah. uh, I feel like, uh, us working alone in private practice and, and, and trying to stay up to date and do the best that I can, or, right. or at least be average, you know, and, and to have a, a community to, to reach out to is freaking insane. And that, and then for, for some reason I got, uh, you know, we both got popular on, on, on Twitter. I've seen you rise. You have a, a meteoric, uh, what do you call it? A, a rise on Twitter. We, we started out, a year a couple of years ago with the same amount of followers and now you fucking dusted me behind i i I don't understand i mean like the weird thing about like twitter twitter is just me screaming into the void like it's kind of like it's almost like cathartic for me you know i just like i'm gonna get this out and then like i forget about it and i i have no idea you know uh, like i said the other day i think i passed five thousand followers i'm like this is proof that like having a lot of followers means you have no idea what you're talking about because i (laughs) you know I don't know. I, it, it's weird, but like I said, I really, you know, Penny, who I wrote the book with, you know, I was just talking about, we've never met in person. No. All right. Never. We've met through that. Like we've, we've done a couple of, we just did a podcast uh, last week uh, on the book and uh, she's doing another one in a couple months, but like, you know, that's basically how we've met is like through Twitter. And we, you know, we talk really frequently and like, it's, it's so weird. I consider her like a, a, a friend and we've yeah. never met in person. Uh, yeah. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's, it's weird. I, I, like I said, I'm incredibly average at what I do. And so why people like want to follow me, I don't know. I'm, I'm not even that funny. So that's fu- <laughs> he's, probably the, he's probably that fucking cheerleader dance you did with that kid. Right. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was a big one. That was a pretty epic stuff. So, so, uh, Nick did, uh, you had, um, uh, deal with this kid you were rehabbing that when you were done and dusted and reached your goals you would do a cheerleader dance with this kid and you did and that was that was a great fucking post man yeah Yeah. i I, it's it's funny because like you know like we just kind of like decided we were gonna we were gonna do that video and stuff but i'm not even joking when i say like i do that stuff like daily uh (laughs) i mean the amount of cartwheels i've done in the clinic is 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 absurd um and I, I, I enjoy it. You know, like I said, uh, I could never work at like a hospital system because I would, I would be fired immediately, uh, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. department because they'd be like, what are you doing? Like, you can't swear at patients. 
you can't yell and make a scene in the clinic. And I'm like, yeah, but I do. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a, that's a, uh, yeah, me too. I would be fired at once. I have a, a um, so since I live in a quite a small area and there's not a, a lot of offers and activities available, some of these people I follow up for a very long time. And it's possible because we got a healthcare system and all we got. And some of them are, you know, I'm, I'm getting so comfy. I was uh, last week, I told the patients because of the kids, I've only slept like three or four hours. I like, I'm dead. I'm completely fucked. I'm smashed. Just uh, so. And, and this person, uh, yeah, she was like, just, well, why don't you just go lie down on your bench now and I'll do my exercises here and <laughs> we'll talk a bit. Yeah. And if you fall asleep, I'll wake you up just before I go. So you, you got your neck, you're ready for your next patient. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I love everything about that. And, and you know, the, and when, when you say something like that, here's what people hear. What are you doing? That's not skill. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you say something like that. People are going to come for you. You know, you post yeah. that on physiogram. Your comment section is going to call you the worst therapist. You know, oh, for fuck I mean, you're, you're the physiogram fanboy, man. I mean, yeah. but, uh, sure, you know, yeah. that's what people say because they have no idea who you are. Right. And the fact that you integrate into, and this is, this is a big point I talk about a lot is like, you know, community, right? Mm. Like you're an important person in your community. Not because you're providing a service, but because you you care, right? When you integrate yeah. into a community like that and, and and show that you want your community to succeed, you know, we all lean on each other within within these communities. You know, I need the person who is manning the gas station just as much as they might need me from standing on their feet all day long, yeah. right? I need the person who is, you know, going to make me subway at lunch just as much as I, you know, need to help them after they, you know, hurt their shoulder or something like that. And we lose sight of that. I, I I'm a big believer in like my patients, like, what do you do? All right. I'm going to support your businesses. You know, I'm going to go to where you work and, you know, they see when you put that effort in, because if you didn't put that effort in, you know, they wouldn't be, you know, willing to like try to help you if you're having a rough day. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I, I mean, I just, it's, it's not about what the actual action is. It's about the overarching like reach that you have and, and how you integrate into your, your, you know, surroundings that I just, I, I just find to be so important and not just physical therapy, but like, you know, the world in general. And I think we've lost a lot yeah. of sight in that, you know, because everybody wants to immediately like judge you in a negative in a negative light, as opposed to appreciating the nuance of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Agree. Yeah. And that's, uh, I think that's, it's quite important actually to, to, to realize that we are, you know, we're human. We have bad days. We have good days. We have fucking shitty days and we have perfect days and, and the same as our patients and getting to creating that, uh, that kind of context where you're both appreciating each other for like being here. This is my, uh, as you said, we need the people at the gas station. We need the people at subway. We need, this is, this is my knowledge. This is my comp. This is where my competence lies, mm -hmm. and 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 your competence lies somewhere else. And uh, so even in that situation, I feel 
like I'm going to tap my own shoulder is that I've created enough of a safe space that this person was just happy to be there to play along and yeah care absolutely yeah. and and that's exactly like that that's the sign to me and you know again this is all obviously opinion but like to me that's a sign of a good clinician like you know the human relationships that you form are more important than any any intervention you could select to choose you know yeah. uh i i really can't put into words like like how important it is for me like you know i'm here as a healthcare provider i want you to get better i want you to feel better i don't need you to like me in terms of what i'm telling you but you know i want you to know that i'm only doing it to try to help you and yeah. i want to have the ability to have that rapport where I can have, you know, the, the, the tough conversation with somebody and they won't feel like they're attacked. I think that's yes, the hardest yeah. part about healthcare is yeah. we might need to have a tough conversation where I'm not judging you because of the situation you're in or anything like that. I just want to try to help you navigate your tough situation and, yeah, exactly. you know, sort of changing that where, you know, you're not having that paternalistic or maternalistic approach and, and coming at them at like, I understand that you have these issues or these barriers to, to, to care. And, um, you know, I want to know what I can do to help you address them. Yeah. And I understand too, that there's a lot of times where nothing that I can do as a, as a physical therapist is going to address these certain barriers to care. So how do I help you? You know, yeah. and that, that is so hard to like, like get down to, to a science. I mean, it's, it's more an art than anything, but um, you yeah. know, like how will fail a thousand times for every one person you, you succeed at. It. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Yeah, we do. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm I'm failing all, over. but what I'm the way I spin this is like um, I don't care if you like what I'm saying because I need to say it and everything. But I would like you to like me because if you like me, then you would, as you said, not feel attacked by what I'm saying. This is just the exchange of information and exchange exchange of, of you know op opinions and 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 uh and knowledge but it's like and and uh one of the things that really turned me into this point was uh adam meekins you know the, the shoulder guy right yeah and he he posts a, a lot a lot on, on on social media and he's a good guy and his course are great shoulder course are actually pretty great and and he said something that just resonated a lot with me and, and just stuck with me since then. He said that the only way you're ever going to get someone on board with your opinion is if they like you more than the person that said the other thing. And I was like, people are not going to believe you saying that you don't need a surgery if they don't like you better than the surgeon that told them they needed it. I, 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 I totally agree. I, I, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, one of my, one of my ending points on any of my evaluations is I always say to the patient, I'm like, how does this sound to you? Um, do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you think that this is, do you, do you feel like this is a path that you want to go? I could be the best physical therapist in the world. If you don't trust me, if you don't buy into what I'm telling you, I'm not going to be able to help you. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not going to create that change until you have that faith in me. And, and you know, that's, that's cool. I mean, it, it's a pipe dream to think that everybody's going to like you. It's a pipe dream to yeah. think that, you know, 
you're going to be able to create that therapeutic alliance with every patient who walks through your door. And, yeah, you, can't, yeah. you know, we, we tend to carry that burden with us when we fail and we focus on those and that's hard. You know, there's, yeah. there's an emotional burden that, that, that gets carried with that. And, you know, we have to find ways to, to, to cope with it and, you know, not bring it home with us at the end of the day to, to yeah. our kids and our wives and our families and, you know, husband, whatever it may be. And, um, this is why we drink beer, Nick. Ex- I, I didn't say that had to be healthy coping mechanisms. No, you know? no, no. You just, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it, it is so true. I mean, like, Every Friday, like I'm exhausted. I, I I love what I do. I, I I mostly have good days. I really truly do. Friday, I get home. I'm like, I'm gonna have a couple beers and sit down, relax. Like I need that couple minutes of me time to to you know decompress. Yeah, because exactly. yeah. for every person you help, there's another one or two out there that you didn't. And yeah. you know you yeah, yeah, yeah can't take that as a fault of your own if you've put forth the right amount of effort. You know. Yeah, exactly. And and that's also why uh, when people ask me, you know. Uh, are you a good physio? And I'm, I'm a joke a lot about on the internet that I'm, I'm a shitted physio, and you know, but I was my answer is always um, yeah, to some, I'm a very good physio, mm-hmm. and to and for some, I'm the worst they had. Yep, that's just yeah, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing, um, with my knowledge, with my competence, is just fucking uh the patient alliance report stuff and and uh, i posted something uh a couple of days ago about leaving my ego behind and you know be confident enough to to refer on to someone else for you know expertise and uh a friend of mine luke todd said something about uh you don't need it's not knowledge that defines you as a good physio and that, uh, yeah, that, that's right. That's yeah. I, I would agree with that. I mean, yeah, uh, me as well. I have seen, I've seen physios who don't know anything in terms of the traditional scientific knowledge base, you know, biomechanics, yeah. whatever muscles have fantastic results with patients because they're good with people. Yeah. You know, it goes into a lot of the stuff we talk about, you know, you, you talk about like, I don't know, craniosacral therapy. Oh, light touching <laughs> of the skull and the pelvis is going to realign oh, the fuck. chakra. Whatever. Oh, my I, I, like, okay. Everything you just told me is not fucking happening, but you know what? That person was so good at selling that to that, that other patient. They don't have pain. Yeah, I know. I know. Now you're I trying struggle, to man. I struggle so hard because like it's like you filled their mind with things that were wrong from a scientific standpoint, but you helped them. You improved their quality of life. Yeah. How do I how do I say you're wrong? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so yeah, exactly. hard. For me. And and I'm I'm trying to get better at it, but like you know, yeah. if something fails 99 times out of 100, does that still invalidate the one person who it worked for? Yeah. Yeah. And Toxic, yeah. What, what, what my go-to usually about this stuff is, is that uh, I try to not uh, undermine their experience, but I say like, yes. okay, when we see at research about these things, well, I'm not, I'm not a supporter of it because when we see at, in the research, we can't 
quite duplicate duplicates the the results again and again and again. So we don't know what the mechanisms are. Why does it work for you or someone else, but not the majority of people? And of course, if it doesn't help fifty percent or more again and again and again, we can't we can't use this in the national healthcare system. And people seem to to, to quite uh, be okay with that. Yeah. yeah, and it's tough because you're taking you know the problem with research is you try to make research as homogenous as possible. Yeah, you know you want to control for every variable, and then you try to fit it to a heterogeneous population. Yeah, and that's so hard. Yeah, 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 and exactly. When you when you really deep take a deep down, deep dive into it, you're like, okay, so if your name is Marcus, you're 28, you're 180 pounds, uh, your parents are divorced, and you lived with your mom for so and so years, and you have this and this sickness, this and this, and this and this, and this happened. This would work for you. It's like you, you need to right. go so specific into yeah. into stuff. And, 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 uh, and you know, yeah, yeah, you know, Greg Lehman. Canadian yeah. guy, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. He's a he's a he's a neutral, chaotic god. Yes, he will just he absolutely <laughs> is. <laughs> I I really yeah. enjoy reading his insight, and he's you know he's we, we we've discussed back and forth on Twitter and stuff like that, and he's yeah. you know, he's definitely challenged my 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 thought processes, and I I I appreciate you know that neutral chaos. That that's the perfect way to yeah. say it. I I appreciate that because you know it makes me think. Okay. Like I think him and I went back and forth a little bit on like like an ultrasound post because like I, I I post a picture of an ultrasound machine that I found buried in our clinic from the 1980s and I'm like uh, he's right. Yeah. Right. But I'm also not gonna sit here and continue to accept that clinics will just put ultrasound on everybody. Yeah. Because that's not good practice. You no, know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. it's funny. it's a it's a it's a He's great because he changed. When I did my uni studies and everything, they were so focused on well, you need to be a sniper and uh, using a shotgun. Mm-hmm. You, you need to be specific. You need to know what you're dealing with and specific, specific, specific. And he's like, well, fuck. Uh, people with lateral hip pain seem to get better with just knee exercises and stuff. So why don't do everything? So he's kind of changed that uh, perception with me that look, I'm just going to bombard this with good stuff. Yeah. With everything. So I think, I think I tell everybody this too. And you know, in terms of the clinic, our number one intervention in any musculoskeletal condition is time. Yeah. You know, time is the best thing. And, and that's become really a focus point of like what I talk about. Like my goal is to not get in the way of time. Yeah. I don't think I can necessarily speed it up a ton. You know, in terms of like, you know, when we talk about biological healing and stuff like that, but, you know, my goal is to try to make you more tolerant through that time. You know, how can I help yeah. manage your pain through that time? How can I help, yeah. you know, I'm not speeding up the process, but how can I m- improve your quality of life? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you, you, yeah. Fucking yeah. You, so, yeah. Yeah. I'm completely agreeing. You're barking up the right three here that is exactly the same as I, uh, I say, like, like it's, especially with when you know you got a discarnation and stuff like that we know just the time is that and and they ask me about uh, what do you want to do what what's your opinion and i usually say that uh well 
Well, they ask me about, uh, is any treatment or intervention going to change this? And the true answer is, is no, but it right. might, but it might make the journey there more relaxed or enjoyable. Right. And if you're happy to do it, I'm happy to oblige you in it. But if not, save your money, yeah. wait it up. We, we, we struggle with sort of the, the concept of we need that quick fix and we need that reassurance yeah. and you know I, I that's human nature i understand that like you know you're in pain you want to be out of pain you yeah. don't want to wait to be out of pain like uh, you know uh, again the human condition doesn't you know necessarily facilitate you know our ability to to practice like what yeah. what the evidence says is the best thing to do you know we're going to always try to find things and people take advantage of that people sell you know, and, mm. and I, I can't fault them, you know, I'm, you know, live in America, I'm a capitalistic society. Like I don't disagree with capitalism in terms of, you know, if you're good at your job, you should make more, you know, I, like I get that, yeah. but you know, we're taking advantage of vulnerable populations when we, you know, sort of start to sell these narratives that are not well, well supported. And, yeah. you but know, we let, need to let's be, play the, play the devil's advocate on that one because yeah just like the Christian missionaries that uh, completely yeah. believes that uh, unless we teach them about, about God and Jesus, these people will go to hell. Right? So there are people and clini clinicians that are doing very terrible, terrible uh, treatments and intervention based on science and evidence, but are in complete belief that this is the way. So are they doing something that fucked that? No, we can't go there. That's another philosophical. That's another three-hour podcast, I believe. But yeah. <laughs> but no, no, don't, don't. Uh, no, uh, let's not go there. It's all good. I changed my mind <laughs> mid-sentence. I, I, no, I, 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 I get what you're saying, and and, and yeah. it is. I, you know. I don't know if it's much different where you are, you know, in, in, in the United States, you know, everybody sees the shit show that's going on here. We give, yeah. we give the largest microphones to the loudest, loudest voices and the loudest voices really don't truly represent what the majority of people do and what the majority of people think. Um, but it's creating this, this, this polarizing, you know, situation across, across all spectrums. It doesn't matter whether it's, yeah physio, whether it's healthcare, whether it's politics, sports, whatever you want to call it. And, um, you know, we, we now have this like two sided thing where it's either right or it's wrong. And yeah. we now take that approach to every single problem that we're ever faced with. And, you know, when you talk about the philosophical question of, you know, just, is this right? Or is this wrong? We don't appreciate nuance. You know, we, you know, one of my favorite sayings is we we try to solve multivariable problems with dichotomous solutions. Yeah. And that doesn't exist. You know what I mean? We have adapted these these personas and we've adapted um, ourselves to our, our personal silos yeah. where we believe that we are only right. And if you haven't taken the time, uh, this is kind of cool. So I, my, my last clinical, which is where I got hired on my CI, him and I were walking to uh, the pool to treat a patient 
and um, he was reading a book on Native American healing techniques. Okay, and it was yeah. talking about like dandelion soup, right? Dandelion has apparently anti-inflammatory properties, whatever. And um, I was like, why are you reading that? Like, man, ain't nothing like dandelions. Like, we're just gonna feed people dandelions. And he's like, well, here's the thing. He said, if I am going to be able to tell somebody that they're wrong. I need to at least understand where they're coming from first. And yeah. I didn't really truly appreciate that until I'd been practicing for a couple of years because yeah. now I need to understand where their mindset comes from. And that, that transcends everything. It really does. You know, what your political beliefs are, what your, you know, socioeconomic beliefs are, what your physical therapy or healthcare beliefs are. Like, why does somebody have that belief system? Where did that come from? And if once you understand that, you can have a much more open conversation with them. Yeah. And I, I found that to be incredibly valuable when I have somebody, you know, if I'm working with somebody who, you know, might not share the same beliefs, you know, I need surgery, I need surgery, I need surgery. Well, okay. Now I understand why you need that. What made you think that? What did, you know, what conversations have you had up to this point? And then, you know, once we're able to break those down and, and understand that, okay, you're coming from a place where I respect that. We start to see an improvement in, in you know, Overall right. communication and opening up the idea to, well, are there other options? If you fight against somebody who disagrees with you with just smashing with your viewpoints and not, you know, acknowledging that theirs have validity, you're never going to get anywhere. No, and, 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 and we fail at that massively in, in our society. And I see a lot of, you know, physios even online talk about their you know, their belief systems and like how they need to listen to the patients and stuff like that. And then they go and they espout like whatever their X, Y, Z beliefs are. And I'm like, yeah. man, if somebody came into your clinic and said the opposite of you, and then, then they looked you up like on a public forum, they're probably not going to trust you in that, you know? Yeah. And, and I don't know, it's just something I've been, I, I've thought about a lot for the last, last couple of years and, you know, living, living in the U S obviously is, you know, that sort of gets, amplified a little bit with the way that you know we sort of act and uh yeah. you know i get I, I totally get what you're saying in terms of you know when you you're talking to the philosophical side of things yeah it's it's, it's, it's complex and it, it's like remind me when you just uh talk now that it remind me of that post i had about dry needling that i don't i don't do acupuncture i don't do dry needling and I made that thread about why supported by the evidence mm -hmm. and and people freaked the fuck out mm -hmm. really freaked out it was attack after attack after attack and and some lady even uh, accused me of you know this is just because you're into that the master thesis uh, program you're a student yet so you don't know real clinical life and, and everything and but there was one guy who just commented i'm a dry needler i use it all the time uh but i know the evidence some of it which you posted and i understand why you don't want to use resources in learning it but my my me my pers personal opinion is that uh i find it helpful um, do, why can't why can't everybody be like that just like that's, yeah. that's exactly how i feel i i needle um i got certified and 
I thought it was the awesomest thing in the world. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to needle every single patient I ever see. Like I'm going to cure hangovers with dry needling to lower systemic inflammation. You have After a flaccid dick, it, Nick will needle you. Right, right, yeah. exactly. I, I feel that way, the way that you just described right now. Yeah. I understand what the research says. And then when I tell patients, I'm like, look, dry needling is not going to fix anything. It might help modulate your pain. Like that's what I'm looking for. There are certain presentations that I find it to be like, I, nothing I've ever done has made this this change in in a clinical setting. I also am not going to judge somebody for not using because the evidence doesn't support it very well. Yeah. You know, I have clinical antidote, and again, guess what? When I do some dry needling, like I absolutely utilize the power of contextual effective treatment. Yeah, exactly. And anybody who says they're not is lying to you. Oh, that feels better, doesn't it? I'm going to do this and it's going to make it feel better. And then you push. Yeah. Up. Yeah. That feels better. Point. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And especially what, uh, when we, um, surpass this to, to other treatments and you know, that, uh, manipulations, you know, yeah, there we got it. You listen. Yeah. There it was the pop. Yeah. Oh, oh that feels so much better. Yeah. The greatest sale pitch, the pop is. The and then you move it and you're like, pitch. Oh, look at how much more range of motion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I 100% do that. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Everybody yeah, does, right? Oh, yeah, me too. God damn it. I don't <laughs> like, it let's all, own it a I, little bit. I, I, but... do some, I do some. We don't have manipulations at uh, our um, uh, ground uni stuff with physios in Norway, but uh, taking some courses in it and, and, and stuff. And I, I do use it occasionally, but I, I just fucking every time I use I'm like, yeah, there you got it. Listen, yeah, there it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For, fuck's sake. Oh, God, and at yeah. the same time, I'm on the internet, you know, shouting about people using manipulations. And I'm like, yeah, we got it. Listen to that sound. Yeah. Yeah. Nice pop. <laughs> but, you know, I, I really think it's, you know, it's the messaging behind it. Like, you know, if that helps and that helps that person like lower their pain levels or it makes them feel better, like it's worth it. It's a worthwhile intervention. As long as you're not, you know, just selling this, this false narrative that's not supported by evidence that, that to me, like that's where the, you know, the, the, the sort of the tipping point becomes is like, you know, are yeah. you selling something that you don't know what you're doing or are you selling something that's not supported? Because, you know, we can talk about clinical outcomes all day. And I think that if you have positive clinical outcomes, that's a good thing, regardless of what technique you use. But, you know, don't, don't say that, you know, your hips out of place. No, if your hips out of place, like that's a medical emergency, you should be in the, the emergency room. If your spine's out of place, you have a spinal yeah. cord injury. You are now a tetraplegic. Like, yeah. What's uh, your back? You're going to kill someone without this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Be, be realistic is, yeah. is, is what I'm saying. It's like my, uh limit with that uh or border with that uh it goes with it no i'm in a, a national funded healthcare system right so i'm not uh i'm against a lot of passive treatments within that system mm -hmm. right because my my ideology here is that if we as a society are paying for you to get a treatment that treatment needed to be funded uh founded in within evidence right you shouldn't use my money and our money to get stuff that just make you feel better right there and then right but uh, if you want to go and, and and use your own private money because it i love getting massage i love right. getting right minute 
I love it. But I, I have that conversation I, yeah. all the time. You're hundred percent right. Yeah. You want to do what feels good? Do what feels good. I'm not. I'm not here to tell you what does and doesn't feel good. It's not my body. It's not my experience. Hundred yeah, percent with you on that one. But I'm, fight, I'm fighting myself uh, being more and more agreeable to my nips mm-hmm. as a contrary to to dry needling or massage, just because of the time it takes. A manip session is done within five minutes, right? Schmack, schmack, click, click, pop, pop, and whatever. And and, and it's like time efficiency, even if that allows that patient to. As long as it's not children. I hate seeing videos of babies getting manipulated. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. And I, <laughs> I my my sister is, is is a Cairo, and she has taken some uh, some. Uh, Further coursing in because it was a push uh, from her job. It wanted her to to focus on on children, and and that's the first time I really fucking snapped, you know, in in uh, in like a, a professional way. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. "You're the daughter of Satan. This is not good." <laughs> we are not curing colic with a misaligned vertebrae. <laughs> I, will, I will disown you. Oh. <laughs> she was like, "You can't disown me. You know, <laughs> you're not my dad." I was like, "I will kill you." But yeah, that's uh, that's not. But okay, like in the danger of this becoming a, 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 a podcast that's actually worth listening to, uh, I would like to. Uh, Here's some fuck ups, Nick. Oh God, I don't. I mean, yeah. every day I probably do something wrong. Like if we're being honest, I mean, yeah. they'll be they'll be shown years from now. You know, um, I don't know. A big one. I I'm, I'm really big into like ACL research. I really like reading it. I really like getting better. At it. A big part of that was um, when I first started at our cl- company. Uh, our ACL retear rate was the ballpark of 25%, which is national average. And it just didn't sit well with me, you know, within two years and, um, knock on wood, um, the past four years we have, but I like went and re redid our entire like ACL protocols. And I like really kind of took over these things and realized all this stuff we were missing and blah, blah, blah. But like, I keep thinking back, like, man, how many kids I returned a kid to sport at like four and a half months. She retore like, that's my fault. And, you know, I have in the way that I've appreciated every possible scenario in terms of did I give them the right exercises? Did I give them, you know, the right advice? Did I consider their their socioeconomic status? Did I do all of this stuff? And and there are so many cases where I have just failed massively to do that and will continue to do so. I've adopted a mindset where like I'm doing the best I can right now. Right. Like my knowledge base is at X level. And and one of my favorite sayings is I can feel, fill a book with the things I know in a library with the things I don't. Yeah. And I've had to come to terms with how many people that I will fail because I don't know at this current point in time. And being okay with that has been like a a huge shift in helping me to alleviate some of the, you know, the stresses that 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 I in, incur 
through being in this field. Um, God, I, I mean, the amount of patients who I've given the wrong exercises to, or the wrong advice to more so like through the roof. God, I, I, people fall Come out. On. Andy Wicks at least broke a couple of bones. Come on. Can you be right? It? He did. He did. No, yeah. <laughs> um, Honestly, as as weird as it sounds, I would say that some of my bigger like mistakes in the clinic have not necessarily been in like treatment choice because I could justify them, but like just the effort that I put into cases. Yeah, I okay. Think that, I think that my biggest my biggest failure, especially early on in my career, is I was very dismissive of people who I didn't think were in pain. You know, you you walk in and then as soon as you walk in the door, you would develop a limp. And I'm like, oh. fuck this. I'm not like, like, why are you wasting my time? I didn't realize their pain or, you know, or their situation made them think they had to act like that. And and I didn't, I didn't appreciate that. Um, I think those are probably like some of the biggest ones that I think back to is, you know, I wasn't considering them as another person, why they were behaving that way, why they had those actions. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that those don't exist. There are people who absolutely are seeking secondary gain. There are people who absolutely malinger. I, I, I'm not, you know, I mean, I know that's a, that's a big thing. You're not supposed to say nobody malinger. No, people do, but, um, I was very, very naive to a lot of people and, and how they presented and, and and maybe it was just fear. Maybe they were struggling with things and, you know, really considering the entire person in that. And um, those are the ones, you know, that, that, that sort of keep me up at night or, you know, I've, I've had kids, I, I treat a lot of kids who come from like lower income. And I think that a couple that have stuck out to me are kids who've had pretty rough home lives. And I wonder if I did enough. You know, yeah. are they safe? Are they, you know, getting the help they need? Should I have made that phone call to follow up? I mean, I've got a list. I can sit here and, and name off like 10 names right now of people that I've treated over the past five years that I'd love to give a call to tomorrow when I walk into the clinic and say, hey, how are you doing? And I'm sorry it took so long for me to follow up with you. And those are those are kind of the fuck ups that, that they get me a little bit because, you know, I only have so many hours in the day, you know, got kids, family, you know, I'm a husband, a father, you know, yeah. PT, everything else. And I forget about, you know, have I checked in on some of the people that I, I, I do care about them and I haven't done that. You know what I mean? I think those are, those are some of the fuck ups that I think about the most is have I, have I really done my, my due diligence and checking in on the people that, you know, maybe didn't have the resources to take care of themselves. Jesus. Fuck Nick. I was, yeah. Fuck's sake. I was like thinking maybe you got an erection doing a massage once or something like that. I, hit us with I, the, I, I uh, did rip my uh, pants all the way down walking around the pool one time. That was great. I treated the rest of the day with like a massive hole in my ass. That was great. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. I can beat it. I can beat it. I don't know if yeah. I told this story uh, before, but uh, oh, for fuck's sake, I'll undo it again. So I squatted beside this lady once and uh, 
and uh, my pants tore and I had, uh, uh, you know, boxer shorts with holes in it. And my one of my testicles decided to slip out of that hole. So I squatted <laughs> beside this lady's head. Uh, the pants tore. And um, so my, she had my ball sack, one testicle swinging like 30 <laughs> centimeters from her face. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh god Jesus Christ but for, what the fuck Nick I'm, I'm, I'm asking like like you, I'm did, sorry, you I'm and sorry. Fuck, <laughs> do fuck ups and you you just I want to call some kids I know Jesus I, uh, Christ okay. let me see me. I, I I mean I've done some pretty uh, I've done some pretty uh, pretty embarrassing things I obviously you know like I said I do like a lot of cartwheels um I have I have I have fallen more times than not in the clinic, which gets gets very embarrassing. Um, I like to I like to race on the stools, you know, like little like wheelie stools. Yeah. The amount of times I've fallen off of those is is ridiculous. Um, I accidentally slapped somebody with a theraband once. That was that was a big mistake. I was pretending like I was <coughs> excuse me shooting them with it, and I let go. And it hit them right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. uh, that's not supposed to happen. But you did, yeah. I let them shoot yeah. me back if that counts. Like, I'm like, okay, you can right here, just right to the face. Yeah, pussy. Own it. Own your mistake. As my old uh, bass teacher once told me, if you do a mistake while playing or something else, just repeat that mistake at least three times, and people would think you did it on purpose. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Well, oh, I told a student that a patient had a medial meniscus tear on their right knee and it was their left knee. Like, and I like, I sold out to it, man. It was bad. Like, I like, and then they're like, you sure? And I'm like, no, you were right. (laughs) (laughs) I was so wrong. But that, uh, we all do that, isn't it? We oh, pick yeah. the wrong wrong leg, the wrong. Uh, I'm just checking to see, arm. like I I need yeah. I need to see compared to the other side. Yeah, the worst is when you, you you think you find something positive stuff, and it's like it, it's my other side. Yeah, yeah. You go, yeah. I can feel the laxivity of the yeah. The ACL is completely gone. Well, it's my other knee. <laughs> You're like, well, maybe this one doesn't have one either. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's genetics. All right. It's time for, I need a refill now. And I'm going for Solicut again. There you go. And Frontal Brewing Corporation. Fields and Fjords on New England tri- Triple IPA. Uh, for this collaboration, we teamed up with the brewers at Frontal Brewing in the Netherlands for a soft and juicy triple IPA. The beer is light in color and layered with strata and the new exciting YQ81320 hop. That sounds pretty mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. This is the brewery I told you about. It's quite uh, the best IPA brewers in uh, in Norway. Very nice. I haven't had a triple for a while, actually. <sighs> went through a... Have you ever had Equilibrium? Yeah. Yeah, they have some fantastic triples, man. Yeah, very they're, good. They're, they're they're great. And uh, I remember the last last I I don't remember the name, but it was like 
ten percent, and uh, I could I could drink it all day long. Yeah, but, <laughs> those are the words. But then you drink three or four, and then you're fucked. Yeah, completely. So, okay. Oh shit, we've been talking for an hour an hour, Nick. We have. We have. Mm. That is good. But uh, I think this is a good place to, uh, well, at least uh, stop the recording. And me and yeah. you can talk a little bit freer on the other side. But yet again, sure. Nick Hoops, the great author. The, uh... <laughs> we have different definitions of the word uh, great. <laughs> well, yeah, but <laughs> no, probably not. That's that, That's okay. Thank you so much for uh, coming on this podcast, talking a bit about, yeah, we, we talked about insurance, we talked about stuff. Life. I don't know. Life. It yeah. is what it is. Now, I, 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 I was so excited to, to like come on and talk with you, man. And I, I mean that in the most sincere way possible. I think you're like a – you just seem like such a good dude. I was – very excited yeah. to actually get to, to to meet with you, chat with you, have a couple beers, and uh, thank you. You know, yeah. you know, I'm expand quite, uh, the, the friendship that we've we we built. Yeah, sounds uh, the same, man. The same. And uh, unless you have some uh, some passing words, God, I not off the top of my head. I mean, like I said, I just I I'm very grateful that we had this opportunity to talk. I uh, yeah. hope somebody finds some value out of some of the things we got to talk about. Uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, yeah. one person finds value is worth it. So it was, it was really, really cool to, to, you know, hear your story too. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Good, good. But again, now Nick married to another physical therapist, the same as me. And uh, we would probably recommend not doing that. Or just yeah. really enjoy craft beer. Yeah, or that's, awesome. that's <laughs> very, the best coping mechanism of all. But if you listen to this episode of the Friday Physical Confession Podcast, I thank you so much. And thank again, Nick fucking Hoops, coming on, having a couple of beers with me. And uh, if anyone wants to uh, get in touch with you, Nick, where do you go? Pornhub, uh, you know, Twitter's easy. Uh, you know, if you shoot me a DM, I can get to uh, get to my email or whatever, and uh, always available to to chat. Yeah, good. And if you have any, if you are U.S. based physios or clinicians out there, and you're wondering about insurance stuff, Nick is the guy to talk to, and uh, give him a follow on uh, the social medias that is twitter and uh yeah he posts some good stuff out there Absolutely. And, yeah maybe we'll see me comment yeah one or two times he brings the uh he brings the good stuff yeah good good but thanks again for listening and thanks again nick for coming on i'm going to end the recording and then we're going to talk some more beer absolutely All right yeah bye now <laughs>